I'm Zach. And I'm Josh. And this is Lamp Stomp, a Pixar podcast. Zach, we're back. We are with a brand new podcast series. All new format. Things are different. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, they are different. Zach, will you give a brief recap to anybody who hasn't heard what we're going to be doing? Yes. Okay. So basically, we are doing a series called Not Quite Pixar. We just finished uh, our Pixar series of all the movies. We are not done with Pixar movies. We've got some ideas of how we're going to incorporate Pixar movies as well. But essentially, every two weeks or once a month, we haven't decided exactly how we're going to space things out once we add more Pixar content in. Uh, we are going to give you a Not Quite Pixar podcast. And that is going to be just like it sounds, movies that are not Pixar. We are going to put, uh, Josh and I have put some on a wheel. We're going to spin that wheel at the end of the episode today even. And whatever movie comes up, that's the one that we are going to do the next time. The first movie that has been chosen for us is Shrek. Shrek it has been chosen, and what a perfect movie to randomly have picked. <laughs> As the first not a Pixar movie. It is the it, it is the thesis statement on the idea of not quite Pixar. Right. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. Zach, I know that early in the Pixar review days, you would often talk about video games that you played growing yeah. up. Yeah. Did you do you ever play any Shrek video games? I I try I, I try to remember. I don't think I did. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> this will probably be the only time it's ever happened. Gr grow, growing up, there was a Shrek game in my house that was the both the way that me and my sisters bonded and started all of our fights. <laughs> it was called Shrek Super Party, and it was basically Mario Party, but Shrek. And it was which, weird. Which, those types of games can ruin relationships. It, and it, and we, I think it broke our PS2, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and there are all kinds of mini games in there. Uh, my background currently is of Scooter Scramble, which is uh, Mario Kart-esque. <laughs> and I, before we recorded this, I was just literally watching gameplay of this game and the background music and the way that the narrator of the game talks. It's just, it's bringing back a lot of feelings. Good time. A lot of fun with this game. I've literally, I've looked, we, we've bought multiple of these discs to try to play in our PlayStation. We can never get one that works. Like since we've all grown up, we've all kind of like made our own like eBay searches to see if we can find a PlayStation and end this <laughs> game and it gets a little bit pricey for a, a nostalgic game <laughs> <laughs> right yeah not not quite worth it there all right josh i am so super excited to talk about this movie why don't we jump into our remember me section remember me. somebody once told me the world <laughs> Shrek starts off in the most awesome way ever. And you kind of really get to know Shrek through these opening credit scenes. Um, you see uh, that that song plays. That's why that's why I said it. it. It actually starts with Shrek reading kind of this fairy tale. And it's all sweet and awesome. And then he ends with, well, that'll never happen. And he slams the door shut. That's when the Smash Mouth song starts uh, playing. And you get to meet over the next few minutes, Shrek. He is kind of like a antisocial. He is this really ugly, green, gross, like farts all the time and is just crude ogre. Okay. And he absolutely loves 
his swamp. He loves living where he lives. He loves living in isolation. He is just all about living by himself. And um, we see that, uh, all, like all the king's people, they they see that um, they want to try to kill this ogre, and so they all go in. But we also see that Shrek is very scary to the people um, in, in the movie, and so he is um, just wants to live by himself, doesn't want people to bother him, like stay away, like go away. Um, and so that's what we see of Shrek. Then it turns to a scene of uh, basically like this line of, of people and creatures. And we see that there are knights who are buying fairy tale creatures, essentially. They're buying weird things to try and get them out of the world um, so that the world can kind of be a little more normal. And so this is where we meet um, an awesome character um, by the name of Donkey. And who would have guessed it? He is a donkey. And he's a talking, talking donkey. And that is why he is in the, the line. But you see other, uh, other different creatures. You see like little fairies. And you see, I think, the three little bears. Um, that's a pretty funny joke when he said, this cage is so small. And I just thought that was really, <laughs> that was really funny. And you see all these different, uh, fairy tale creatures that you've seen all, all like all growing up and all of this. And, um, it essentially gets to the point to where it's donkey's turn. The, the lady tries to sell donkey, but he doesn't talk because he doesn't want them to think that he's a talking donkey, but he gets hit by a fairy and he starts flying. And so, uh, one of my favorite things that Eddie Murphy is like, I know that you're going to get into this and we'll get into it in voice acting later, but Eddie Murphy it, as donkey has some of the most quotable lines ever. And he's like, I'm a flying talking donkey. And I just think it's so funny and he's just amazing. And so he, he gets away from that and he bumps into Shrek donkey does. And so he's like, Oh, I, this, this guy looks like I could be his friend. And so he's trying to get uh, to be Shrek's friend, but Shrek wants absolutely nothing to do with him. And he does not want to be donkey's friends. He just wants to live in his uh, swamp alone. And so they're talking and they're talking. Um, and basically he agrees that donkey can stay for one night, but he has to leave and he has to stay outside. And so Shrek's trying to enjoy this really disgusting dinner all by himself when he is interrupted by at first, the three blind mice. And then later he's interrupted by the seven dwarfs throwing Snow White onto his table. He's interrupted by the big bad wolf that is disguised as grandma in his bed. And he is basically interrupted by every single fairy tale that you could ever imagine in his swamp. This is about as disastrous of a day, a night, as Shrek could imagine. He just wants his swamp and he just wants to be left alone. But there are so many different fairy tale creatures and and people that are in his swamp and he gets so upset and he and he basically gets told that lord farquad sent them from duloc to the swamp so that they would not be um in duloc and so um shrek decides that he wants to go and talk to this lord farquad so that he can get his swamp back and he asks does anyone know where lord farquad is and the only person that knows is donkey and so donkey has to go with him and so they they go towards duloc and um and they're they're walking and while they're walking that way we see a scene of lord farquaad himself lord farquaad is uh how do i say it um he is short in stature he is not a very tall guy um whoa that, whoa, <laughs> whoa careful with the s word there buddy. <laughs> right 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 um <laughs> and so uh, we see that he is in and he is interrogating the the um, gingerbread man so that he can figure out where all the creatures went. Uh, and and so basically he gets told that um, or he says something to the effect that I'm the best king there ever was. Um, oh, I forgot. The magic mirror comes in and he says, who's the uh, best king in the world? He's like, technically, you're not a king because. You're, you, you don't, you're not a ruler, but you could be one if you just marry a princess. And so he gets to choose between three princesses. Um, I think it's one is Snow White, one is Cinderella, and the other is Princess Fiona. Princess Fiona is in basically in a dragon guarded tower that he would have to go and um, 
find so that they could fall in love and, and do all that. And so that's the princess that he chooses. And he decides that he's going to have a tournament to basically send someone to get Fiona. And so about the time of the tournament, that is when Shrek and Donkey appear. And he's trying to get Farquaad to understand that he just wants the swamp back. But Lord Farquaad says, no, the tournament is going to be all about killing that ogre. And Shrek goes to town and you see all these crazy like wrestling moves and all, all the things that, that Shrek can do. And so Shrek eventually wins the tournament. And so Farquaad decides, oh, I'll just send Shrek to do it. If you go and get my princess Fiona and bring her back to me, then I will give you your swamp back. And so that is the, uh, the quest that they go on. And so Donkey and Shrek are walking to the castle. There's a few things that happen, especially um, the, the ogres are like onions scene, which is, which is pretty good. Um, but they eventually get to the place where Fiona is, and they have to go across this very rickety bridge. And, uh, and so Shrek basically scares Donkey into going over. And once they're in, they're trying to find the best place to find Princess Fiona. But unfortunately, they run into a dragon. Donkey does. And she is very upset and very mad. And it's crazy. All the while, Shrek is trying to find Fiona. Um, and so Shrek eventually does find Fiona um, and says, okay, let's go. But Fiona's like, oh, my prince is here. Like, this is great. Like, show me your face. Like, let's, let's do this now. You're supposed to be romantic. But Shrek is who he is. Shrek is Shrek. And so he's being very crude and very crass. And so he is like, no, come on, let's go. Um, we have to go get my donkey. And we eventually get back to donkey and we see that the dragon hasn't like killed him, but essentially the dragon has fallen in love with donkey which is a weird weird part of the story <laughs> and so um so donkey is is being uh infatuated by the um the dragon and essentially shrek basically saves him from the dragon and they they escape uh, and once they're outside fiona's like i need to see who my rescuer is you, you need to kiss me because she knows that like that would be the only way to uh to drop the curse that we'll talk about here in just a second and so she eventually tells him no you have to do it you have to do it you have to do it and he does and she sees that he is an ogre which is very awkward and he says i'm only here to send you back to lord farquaad so let's go back to lord farquaad and so they start walking and um and they're just kind of talking about about what's going on and eventually it gets to the point to where it's almost nightfall and Fiona's like, no, we have to stop. Like, the, we, we cannot keep going. We have to stop. We have to uh, make camp for the night. And Shrek's like, we could get there a lot faster if we just, like, went. She's like, you heard me. We're stopping. And so they stop and uh, find, like, a little cave for her to go in. And Shrek and Donkey um, make campfire. And they kind of have a sweet scene together as well, just kind of talking about what it means to be friends and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And then once they wake up, um, they start going towards – uh, do luck and uh, can't remember exactly oh uh, the next part is that Robin Hood decides that he wants to come and save the princess from this disgustingly ugly ogre and he kind of misreads the situation that the ogre is the one that saved the princess in the first place and so they're they're talking through and it's just this weird weird Robin Hood's a weird guy and it eventually gets to the point to where Shrek thinks that he's going to have to like protect Fiona, but alas, that is not the case at all because Fiona can defend herself and she starts busting heads and she is taking names. And so, uh, and so she beats up all of Robin Hood and his band of merry men and basically they keep going. And so Shrek is kind of impressed and there's kind of like a montage scene where you can see that Shrek and Fiona are starting to get closer. There may even be a few flirting, like flirtatious vibes going on. It's, it's honestly a little weird um, in some ways. And so you see that that's happening, but uh, uh, you have to remember that it's a fairy tale. And so anything could happen there. And so they get to the point to where they're almost to Dulok. Um, but Fiona is not quite ready to go meet her new husband or whatever because she's kind of falling for Shrek a little bit and she's kind of enjoying her time with Shrek and Donkey and so she's like well, well it looks like Donkey's sick and, and and it's kind of this funny scene where he 
pretends that he's sick because um, she is giving him attention. And so um, they basically go and um, they decide, okay, we'll stay one more night at this windmill type place. Um, and so Fiona goes into her place and Shrek and Donkey are kind of talking and uh, eventually Shrek kind of acknowledges that she has feeling or he has feelings for Fiona. Um, and so Donkey goes in and tries to talk to Fiona and what does he see? He doesn't see the normal Fiona. He sees, dun, 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 ogre Fiona, which is crazy. Uh, I'm sure as an 11-year-old, that blew my mind. Um, A twist. <laughs> exactly. And so, yes, the curse that um, she was talking about is that every single night, a witch played a curse on her that every single night she would turn into an ogre and it wouldn't go away until she had her true love's first kiss. And so, um, and so she tells um, Donkey all of this and, and he, she makes him promise that she will never, he will never tell anyone. Um, and all the while Shrek is coming with this big sunflower. It's this really sweet thing that he's trying to fumbling over his words because he doesn't know how to say to Fiona that he likes her. Um, but she, he hears her saying that she's calling herself an ugly beast and how could anyone love, love the ugly beast? But she, he thinks that she's talking about him. And so he gets really upset. <clears throat> she's going to confess to, to Shrek who she is and, and maybe even tell him like, hey, like this is what happens to me. Um, but Shrek just is, is rude and, and is like, I don't want to talk to you and basically calls in Farquaad and she goes with Farquaad and she says, okay, since Shrek's being mean to me, I'll just marry Farquaad today. We have to do it before nightfall. And so Shrek is obviously super hurt by this and he abandons Donkey and he abandons Fiona and goes back to his swamp and he's just really sad music of both of them. It's kind of a sad montage of all three that Donkey's kind of sad, Shrek's kind of sad, Fiona's kind of sad. Um, but it get, eventually gets to a point to where Donkey arrives at the swamp and he basically confronts Shrek and, and says, hey, this is what happened. Like, we need to, to do something about this. Like, if you really care about this girl, like, let's go get her. And they basically do that um, with the help of the dragon who Donkey <laughs> has befriended. Um, and so um, maybe more than befriended. <laughs> eventually yes not in this movie um and so they they basically go and they confront the wedding and shrek interrupts the wedding just before the ceremony is completed and uh basically says fiona i love you and farquad makes fun of 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 him like oh the ogre has feelings and um and so basically um that happens and um she starts changing um, because the nightfall um, waited just long enough that the nightfall changes in her into the ogre. Farquaad is disgusted and says, kill them both. And that's when the dragon comes in, eats Farquaad, spits out his helmet. And it eventually gets to the point where they talk and they talk and they say, I, I love you. Like, I, I care about you, Fiona. And he's like, how could you ever love someone like this? And he's like, no, you're beautiful. Like, this is who I love. Like, this is the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life. They kiss. She thinks she's going to change back into her human form. But no, her true love's true form is the ogre because her true love is Shrek. And that is a very, like, aw kind of moment. And then we go to the last scene, which is a lot of fun, and Donkey is uh, singing I'm a Believer as Shrek and Fiona go away on their honeymoon. That is Shrek. <laughs> what a movie, Jack. It is quite the recap. movie. Shrek is a 2001 computer animated movie that came out the same year as Monsters Incorporated. <laughs> Isn't that crazy that, like, DreamWorks... Paired their they just movies. mirror each other it's, because like shrek and monsters inc are nothing alike like but it's a movie about big scary monsters it's a movie about a big scary monster you know what i mean like it's just like they all they, they do have some mirroring that happens um this movie was directed by andrew adamson and vicky jensen with music by harry gregson william and john powell and uh, kind of like at the beginning time of doing the Pixar movies, when I would name some of the directors, uh, some of the people doing music, if it wasn't 
uh, like John Lasseter and Randy Newman. Like, it's like, I don't know who these people are, but I bet further down the road, I'm going to start recognizing uh, some of these names. I had a budget of 60 million and it made 40, uh, 487.9 million in the box office. And it won the Academy Award for Best, Man Best Animated Feature Beating Monsters, Inc. and Jimmy Neutron. Um, and it won uh, a British uh, the BAFTA Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. And it won eight Annie Awards. Can't remember what they were for. But it was, uh, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it currently has a score of 88% with an audience score of 90%. Yep. <laughs> I was wondering if the audience would be higher. Uh -oh. That's 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 solid for this movie, I think. Yeah, for sure. Do you have anything anything else you want to add to it? Um, I don't think so. I think just um, no, I don't think so. It's 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 a cool movie, and so I'm excited to kind of dig in deep with it. So why don't we move on to uh, making our mark? You've got to earn your mark by doing something big for something bigger than yourself. Someday you'll all make your mark, and I can't wait to see it. So going into this, uh, we both discussed and decide, we decided we are uh, we're rating all of these not quite Pixar movies with uh, adjusted expectations. So this is kind of the benchmark movie. Um, we're we're not comparing this to the best of the best Pixar and what the best Pixar can do. We're not doing that. We'll discuss that at a different point in this. We we are rating this based off of if it, if I wasn't watching a Pixar movie, how what how do I rate these kinds of things? And so um, these will be kind of comparable to each other. Um, but if we were to do it next to Pixar movies, probably we would do it differently. But we're both very positive people, and we don't want to have just constantly very low scores because that wouldn't be as much fun a, a a nine in this ranking is not the same it's not equivalent as a nine in our pixar list here we just have to make that distinction because if not i think a good chunk of these movies would rank very low and i don't think that's fair to them um so not, we want to kind of come on no i want to we want to compare them to each other not necessarily to pixar Except so we do have an area yeah. where we will discuss uh, how it compares to Pixar movies. Absolutely. All right, Josh, why don't we dive in? What do you have for general attraction? Well, Zach, I was four when this movie came out. So. <laughs> not, not exactly um, for you, huh? No, but I, I, I kind of like adjusted to like, how do I feel about going in the general attraction to us doing this episode, go and watch the trailer and think, how would I feel uh, about this movie if I was just like growing up? And it would have been good. And I really liked this movie growing up. I remember it. Uh, my parents talked about how we would quote it all the time. And so uh, I, it was definitely a, a higher ranked movie. It's something that we, we really enjoyed. And so I gave it an eight because I, I think given all things, I probably would have been uh, that level of excited if I can could remember how excited I was <laughs> for sure I gave it a nine I have I don't really remember watching this for the first time but I do know I watched it three times in the theater um, <laughs> which was probably the one of the first movies that I did that for um, and so um, yeah and and like you said and going back to this movie it's it's very exciting um, now there's like a million sequels and, and the quality of those has definitely, I think there's even a sequel coming out relatively soon. Um, and seriously, so, yeah, I think there's a Puss in Boots movie that's coming out relatively oh, soon. I don't care about that. No, right. I I'm just, another Shrek. no, no. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I general attraction is, is pretty good for this movie because it was so unlike anything of its time. Um, and so, yeah, plot. I gave plot an eight. Um, I think it's overall a pretty good story. Um, it definitely bucks the fairy tale trend in some ways, but in some ways it plays to that almost exactly. Um, the whole falling in love, true love's first kiss, that kind of thing. Um, it does take a spin on it, which is cool. Um, but I think it's kind of um, interesting to take the bad guys from the fairy tales and make them the main character. I think that's kind of a cool plot device that they use. And so um, I gave it an eight. For plot, I also gave it an eight. Everything flows really naturally. Um, the characters' decisions that they make and the way that they they change um, is it makes 
perfect sense. You see it happen in like a really slow fade. It, and the overall story, like you said, it, it is, it's a lot of fun. The, the way that they um, kind of play off of fairy tales in a very different light is, is very funny. And it's a really lighthearted, fun way to do it. So I'm with an eight. For sure. What you got for themes? The themes, I've got an eight as well. Um, primarily sitting on um, a very familiar theme of friendship that we see with um, between two very unlikely people uh, or two very unlikely characters, but the, the importance uh, of that companionship, that friendship between Donkey and Shrek, and then also that beauty is only not skin. It's not about looks. It's not about yeah. looks, people. I don't know what the, the saying is. You just but skin deep. Only skin Yeah. Uh, and that it's it's about so much more than love is about so much more than that. And so I thought that was um, that's a really important and great thing to to be driving um, for kids. For sure. Um, I, I I gave it a seven. Um, be yourself. I think is is kind of a a, a huge one for Fiona especially. Um, and you need people. Um, Shrek tried to live his life by himself. Um, and that worked for him for a while, but he got to the point where he needed Donkey. He needed Fiona, and I think that's a good thing overall. Animation. I gave animation a seven. Um, it's decent. I think in some places it's actually pretty good for the time that it that it came out. Um, I think that um, in a lot of ways the humans are weird looking, but they are consistently weird looking and so i think that kind of works and they keep that animation even with the new movies and so in a lot of ways i think they they may have just decided okay we couldn't really do a whole lot in the first movie let's just make it look like that was an intentional design choice but i i, th I think that um because they stick with it with it i think the animation gets bumped up a little bit because there's places that it doesn't look great but i think in a lot of ways it's it's decent it's not great yeah um I agree. Uh, I don't really find it good in really any ways, uh, but that's part of it's the it's the times. Yeah, because like you said, the the things that are consistent are in a weird way. Pixar has its way of doing things, and I like it a lot. And I I don't know that I feel that way about DreamWorks. We're kind of see how things go, but uh, I gave it a six um, because it's. It's not bad. It's not like Toy Story level um, uncomfortable looking monster people. Like yeah, yeah. it and but the world around them looks and functions like a 2001 computer yeah. animated sure. movie. And so uh, it's it's not good. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. For sure. Voice acting. What you got for that? For voice acting, I gave an eight um, because. Uh, there, Eddie Murphy is carrying that eight, uh, carrying it up to that the most of the way. Um, I think that there's, um, everybody's good. And I think that Shrek and, uh, Donkey are like staples in their, in their spot. I, I think that they do a really good job. And I, I think that if you hear Eddie Murphy, you think Donkey. And if you see Donkey, you can't help but hear Eddie Murphy's voice. And that's kind of like what we said with Monsters, Inc. actually, um, with Mike and Sully. I gave it a 10. I think I think that is, for the time even, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, humongous gets. Like, like they were the stars of 2001. And so for them to get those three, and even John Lithgow too, who's Farquaad, um, like, amazing. I literally, Donkey is just donkey it's not even like it, his voice has turned like i know it's eddie murphy but like i don't know like that is just so good and i think i think i think mike myers as shrek is really good too um and so i gave it a 10 i, th I think it's fantastic i think i think of the characters before i think of who they are as actors um and and that is really important in voice acting i think um and like, it's okay to know who the voice actors are, but like you said with Mike and Sully, I just think, oh, that's Mike's voice. Oh, that's Sully's voice. Um, and the same with Shrek and Donkey. Like I know who they are, but that's just Shrek. That's just Donkey. And so um, I think that's huge. So I gave it 10. You gave uh, animation a seven? I did. Okay. Um, 
John Ratzenberger quiz? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, could, I couldn't not do it the first one. Um, all right, soundtrack. I gave the, the movie's soundtrack an eight. Um, it's, it's decent. Um, there's some pretty cool, like, of the time um, music with lyrics, which we don't necessarily see a whole lot with Pixar, um, except for maybe like the Cars movie, I think had, had some like that. Um, and so it's a little bit different than what we have been doing. Um, obviously I, I started my review with the Smash Mouth song. Um, and so that's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, even the use of, um, of um, Hallelujah and then, um, uh, what's the song they use when um, Shrek's beating everybody up during the tournament? I'm trying to think. Um, I don't remember, but that is that is that, a really that, fun that's thing. good. That's good for that song. And then uh, I'm a believer at the end with Donkey singing it. I think it's so good. And then the musical cues throughout, I was noticing them. They weren't like standing out hugely. That's why I just kind of gave it an eight. It's it's a decent soundtrack. I get the exact same score. Um, and it was, it's because the, the music throughout, like it does its job and it's fine. And it, pro I mean, it's not noticeable. I definitely wouldn't listen to it um, at any other point. However, uh, Smash Mouth, All-Star and Believer, uh, they, they book they, they book in this movie with like super fun music moments um, that have become iconic to this movie specifically, especially All-Star, but even Believer, and at least in my mind, but um, you can't hear Smash Mouth without thinking about Shrek and you no. can't see Shrek without thinking about Smash Mouth. And the fact that they pulled that off is very, the fact that that happened is kind of crazy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Characters. What you got for characters? Characters. I gave them a nine. I love these characters. Um, none of them really do anything that doesn't make any sense. You see them grow in really admirable and, and great ways. Um, and the only character that you don't like, he's not really even that bad and he has a good demise, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. In the, his last thing is him dancing in the belly of the dragon. <laughs> yep. Um, I gave it an eight. Um, I think because I always go on the path that they go on. Shrek grows to need people, which I think is a kind of a cool character arc for Shrek. Um, Fiona kind of grows to love the true self. We don't necessarily see that play out until Shrek 2. Um, spoiler alert. But um, and so we, we kind of see that Donkey doesn't really grow a whole lot. That's why it's not a little bit higher, I think. Donkey just is like the like the straight, not the straight man, but the um, the other one. I can't think of it right now. But he's kind of like the 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 heel, not the heel. I can't think of the word. But basically, he's he's just there to be him. He's just there to be the funny guy. And so um, I gave it an eight. Humor. Um, I gave humor a nine. I found myself laughing out loud to this movie a few different times. Um, there, there are some very funny moments in this movie. Um, it is definitely, certainly, 100% cheaper humor than Pixar does. But in some ways, because of the way that Shrek is, and it's kind of a little crude and a little crass, they can get away with that, and it makes me laugh. And so I gave it a nine. I think it's hilarious. It's definitely different than any humor that pixar tries to pull off though yeah uh definitely agree i think that um in terms of not pixar humor this may be like the capstone so yeah, this is this i give it a, i gave it a 10 yeah. because of that it, it is not pixar humor pixar will create funnier situations and create worlds that allow for like jokes to happen that aren't slapstick humor and that aren't like crude humor and pixar i mean dreamworks plays into and having crude and, humor and and shrek had fiona burp because donkey was trying to to get uh <laughs> shrek to not burp and so like yeah. that <laughs> that's this this movie creates a world where crude humor seems natural it's also kind of just going to be normal for dreamworks as we as we see it, it, it in a lot not all but in a lot of their movies that's sure. the humor that humor gets brought up more so than it does in any Pixar movies, um, but it does it so well, and sure. it's so, it is absolutely hilarious. For sure. All right, ending. What you got for ending? For ending, I gave it a nine. Um, I absolutely love how things kind of like culminate in in the wedding scene. How it really resolves and like 
finishes all the character arcs it like ties a bow on all of the themes and then it like is really like the fireworks show at the end is the believer dancing yeah. party with all of the the different fairy tale fairy characters. characters it is yeah. just it's a it's a happy ending it's a fun ending and it and it was um it it is just it sticks in my mind uh that that ending montage scene yeah um i gave it an eight um I, and for a lot of the same reasons it's pretty good ending um some of the like oh we're actually in love stuff i know it's a fairy tale but it seems a little rushed to me and so um watching it back this last time i was like oh that, that's a little odd but it, it, it's not really like it doesn't destroy my liking of the movie or anything like that it just just seemed a little odd to me and so um overall it works pretty good um and like you said donkey singing i'm a believer is 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 top notch um and so all right josh we are at the final um point this is a new point um in our making our mark and the question I'm going to pose to you, or if you want me to answer first, that's fine. Um, the question that is being posed to us is how Pixar is this movie? I'll, I'll go. And I'm going to say on a scale of one to 10, it one, is one uh, being one being like an R rated movie. <laughs> Not quite. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was just a joke. I might need to adjust um, my channel. No, 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 no. I, that was just a joke. One so, being this movie is not Pixar at all. 10 is like, if you put this in Pixar's lineup, no one would notice. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say on uh, that. It's about a three. Um, there I, I landed is, at the exact same spot. It's an animated movie. Um, it's funny and it's family friendly. And those three points are about where it overlaps with Pixar. And that's about it. The way it feels, the jokes they, they make, and, and the world they've created. I think you're about to dive deeper, but it doesn't fit. You, no, you dive no, deeper. Th this, and it might even need to be a little bit lower, but, but I'm not going to. Uh, this movie would never be made by Pixar. Like, if this movie was made by Pixar, I think people would be upset. Uh, because it's good but it's not like transcendent uh, as far as like an animated movie. It's funny. It, it breaks into the culture, obviously, because of the whole Smash Mouth, like people meme Shrek all the time. Um, and so I, I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but I just know that like because of the crude um, nature of it and just some of the different themes and stuff, like this movie just would never be made by Pixar. And that's okay. Um, that's why we wanted to do this, this series because, um, because there are good movies that are not made by Pixar. It's just, I just could not see this movie be made by Pixar. And so, um, that's where we land. Josh, you've been, uh, been going through our, our numbers there and I just turned over and it's kind of a funny, uh, conclusion. That's wild. So why, don't, why don't you tell us? So we've got, um, I've got it as a score of 77 kind of crazy because it's got a lot of good scores <laughs> how pixar is it's going to be pretty brutal for any movies that don't feel like pixar uh -huh. but that's okay because <laughs> that's uh i have a 77 um and zach you have a 77 too <laughs> so that means our lamp stomp score of not quite pixar for shrek is a 77 i can live I can with get that. behind that <laughs> i can, I can get behind that. that i can certainly live with that as well um, and so it's a good movie. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and so why don't we move on to our Woody's Roundup? Woody's Roundup. Josh, who is your favorite character from Shrek? Zach, my favorite character from Shrek has got to be Donkey, but I can't say. I, donkey, I was about to say so. I, cheat, I cheated and I said Donkey. <laughs> well, then this will be a fun, fun, fun love affair because mine is Elizabeth the Dragon because I couldn't choose Donkey, <laughs> and uh, and I do actually genuinely love the like the horrifying, scary dragon that they're like running from their life at the beginning of the movie uh, is going to be married to donkey in the future it's just and also saves them at the end like it, it just it blows my mind it's such a funny like it doesn't make any sense it, it character wise there's no reason why it would make sense, but it's so funny to me 
I, I said Donkey because I know that's cheating, but I don't really care. He's seriously the best. I know he's a main character, but I'm choosing him anyway because, like, he is just – he's why this movie's good in a lot of ways. Um, and so, um, yeah, Donkey. All right, least yeah. favorite character. I chose the dragon. <laughs> it's been a while since that's happened um uh it's just a really weird part of the story i know you said you like it but it's It's just weird (laughs) it's just so weird and it only gets weirder as the movies go on um and so um talking about the dragon donkey babies the dragon donkey babies yes (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh that's funny who's your least favorite um, this is not fair to this character, um, but I don't care. Um, my least favorite character is Pinocchio, and it has nothing to do with Pinocchio in this he's movie. And barely, that's why it's not fair. Barely in this movie. <laughs> you want to know why he's my least favorite character? Do you hate Pinocchio? No. Like the movie? No. Why? My parents hate Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> and because of the, not even, it's a, this is the worst reason to pick it, but I'm picking it anyways. Because of the humor surrounding Pinocchio in the second movie, my parents wouldn't let us watch Shrek anymore. <laughs> period. Shrek two, three, any of we weren't allowed to watch any Shrek movies ever again. That's really funny. And so I have a lot of resentment towards Pinocchio because he's the reason I couldn't watch Shrek. I never saw Shrek the third growing up. Uh, yeah, I heard that there's so a fourth that, that we're supposed to pretend doesn't exist, kind of like Toy Story four. It's not doesn't it exist. Right. Uh, I never got to see any of them growing up because I didn't. I didn't. We weren't allowed to because of Pinocchio (laughs) that's hilarious why don't we move on to 22 it is an honor having you prepare 22 for earth I'm gonna make you wish you never died Zach being outside of the Pixar world I'm gonna be honest um this was this was really hard for me did you have trouble finding out stuff finding stuff for this I've got two uh but I think it, it, it I don't know how great they are I think I have to adjust the way I think about them I wasn't I wasn't prepared enough to adjust. I have a question, and I don't I think, think it's a very good one. I think the issue with this and why this one is so hard is because they flesh this world out so much in the following movies. There's not really much to ask because true. we know so much about this world. That's so true. I'm, I'm hoping it gets a little easier with movies that don't have like ten movies to flesh them out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So my question to you is why do you think Fiona was in such a rush to marry Farquaad? Because it seemed like she was pretty clear that it was true love's kiss. Yeah. It was pretty clear she didn't care at all about Farquaad. In fact, it was probably the most selfish marriage ceremony you can imagine. Yeah, for sure. I think there's just there had been so much emphasis put on the kiss that I think that she just didn't want to turn into an ogre anymore and so she's like let's just do this today like I'm, I'm done being an ogre and and in that moment the person who she was mad at was an ogre and so making sure that she never turned into the thing that she was mad at might have had something to do with the rush that makes sense um and so that's what i think what do you got zach um pretty simple what's one of your favorite fairy tales Oh, um, I think the the Monsieur Hood in this, the Robin Hood, is yeah. is one of my favorite ones to go back to um, from my childhood. It's not only uh, has it been adapted and done in a lot of fun ways, but it also is such a like lovable character that just wants to help people. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Right, yeah. I I really don't know. Like I I don't remember being told a lot of these types of stories. Um, I I think that um, just because I grew up with my mom doing daycare, I guess a lot of these like little books were told, and so the there there is definitely a a nostalgia factor to like the three little pigs and the three blind mice and and things like that. And so I think just like. I don't know, just like hearing those fairy tales is, is just kind of nostalgic for me in some ways. And so um, I don't know that I have a necessarily a favorite that I go back to all the time, but just just remembering those and then seeing them in this movie is kind of funny. And so that's what I got. All right, what's your second thing? I don't have a second thing. Okay, perfect. Um, then I want to have a discussion on what is Duloc? Is it a city? Is it a town? 
is it a kingdom like obviously he's not a king he's a lord what is the town city place of Dulak? Dulak is a perfect place (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a kingdom and he just it's not like officially a kingdom because he's not officially a king and he's trying to that's the thing is he's trying to remedy he just wants to be a Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so, yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. Um, Dulac is is a perfect place, as you said. Um, and and so I was just wondering because it's like um, obviously this big huge tower. I think he's compensating for something. Um, and so uh, he he just kind of lords over this place, and it doesn't really. I, I was just curious as to what you thought. I would say the province is the whole of a country outside of the capital. And so I think I actually think I changed my answer. I think Duloc is the capital of some sort of country. Oh, okay. Interesting. And the, the rest of it, I don't know how big the, the, the kingdom or the country spans, uh, but that is the capital of it. Sure. Um, Duloc obviously had control over Shrek Swamp as well. Yep. Um, and um, so- uh, among a lot of other areas in that. And that actually, that, that actually that actually brings me to another question that I just thought of. Who rules Duloc after Farquaad is gone? Because it's still a thing. That's still where Shrek and Fiona live. Is that ever addressed? I don't know. What about um the king who's the king in the you know what they leave they don't go to in the I have only seen the third. I don't know. I think I've seen the second. I don't remember. But the third, they go back to where Fiona's from. That's the second. That's the second one? Yeah. Um, and we see her father, who's a king of, I guess it's a different place. And then they're trying to get yeah, a different king to yeah. take his spot. So, you know, I don't. Yeah, it's an interesting I don't know. Question. I'm going to go with Thelonious. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> only reason i know the name is because of the game uh he's the executioner with the mask oh see is, is he the one that goes three my lord three my lord and only holds up two fingers that's funny <laughs> yeah i think he takes over <laughs> i love it all right josh why don't we move on to our core memories but the really important ones are over here i don't want to get too technical but these are called core memories all right, Josh, what is your core memory for this movie? Uh, my core memory from this movie is the ending montage scene with the, or not montage, but the ending uh, musical number with everybody singing Believer. Um, but I'm going to add a honorable mention to the Running from the Dragon scene because that scene is what reminded me so strongly of the video game that me and my sister used to play. So interesting. Mostly, mostly Believer, but there's a little bit of nostalgia reminder from when they're running from the dragon at the beginning. That's fun. Um, So my core memory, uh, funny enough, is the opening credits scene. (laughs) The the one where Smash Mouth is is playing. Just because when I think of Shrek, that's what I think of. Um, And you see Shrek and you meet Shrek and it definitely gives like this perfect introduction to who our character is. Um, This isn't your mommy and daddy's fairy tale. Like this is this is going to be crude. This is going to be crass, as I've said a million times. And this is going to be like what you're in for. And so um, that paired with the music, I think, is just a lot of fun. All right. That's Shrek, man. Um, yeah. I'm final final ranking. It's the first and last right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, all right. And so I have a very important job now that we are done with Shrek of replacing Shrek on our wheel. Um, and so um, I'm going to do this and I didn't plan on doing this, but I think because of how much fun today was, I'm going to replace Shrek with Shrek 2. Hey, uh, that's a uh, good choice. Um, but but with a caveat that I'm actually not going to put it on the wheel today because I don't think we should do it back to back. I think that's a great call. That way we we run we don't run the risk of we're more likely to hit the other ones. And I have a question for you about something we put on the the list last time. And if you say no, I'll respect you and we can do whatever. How to Train Your Dragon one was on my list. You put How to Train Your Dragon 2. 
Should we do one before we do two? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, are you okay with making that change from your list from last, last time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cause we, we can replace it with two once, once we do, but I think having the base of one will help us when we talk about two as well. I think it's a good call. So I think yeah. that's how we should maybe tackle it from now on is if we want to do sequels, we need to do the first one first. Do it. Okay, cool. All right. So that leaves us with only nine this week because I don't want the sequel of Shrek 2. I'll put it on as soon as we pick it. Um, I'll put Shrek 2 on for the following uh, week or whatever. Um, and so our list that can be selected today is Bolt, Goofy Movie, Encanto, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, Megamind, Wreck-It Ralph, Lion King, Tarzan, and How to Train Your Dragon. All right, I am going to spin. It, it is a movie I have not watched yet. It is Encanto. Encanto. Uh, I watched that movie too much. <laughs> I've never watched it, so I'm, I'm excited. Parts of that movie and listen to songs from it every day. That is super exciting. So Encanto is next. So that is the movie that we will be watching next. Um, we go from DreamWorks' most popular movie to Disney's most recent popular movie. And so that's that's um, kind of interesting how, how that happened. And so, um, so Josh, you will have to come up with a replacement movie for the next time. So just keep that in mind. And so next week or I say next week, next time we will do Encanto. So anything else about Shrek before we move on, Josh? No. No, all right. Well, that has been Shrek. So for Lamp Stomp, peace.